Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day. Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, Matt Butale, IFBB Pro, coming at you with another topic. And today I'll be sharing a throwback story. All right, so don't forget to screenshot and share this podcast to your IG story to show support. It would really, really go a long way. I would really appreciate it. Also, we're at episode number 96 and on episode number 100, I'll be giving away $100 US dollars to the person that shares this out the most and DMs me the most and lets me know that they got the most value from the Meathead on the Mic podcast. Again, that's 100 for 100. It's the very least I could do. It's like the first giveaway that I've done on this podcast since I rebranded back in February. But again, thank you so much for the love and support. I want to give back to you guys and girls. So that's it. That's all. I want to let you know that. All right. So if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the sub. You already know. Show me some love on YouTube. And we're going to dive into this one. My intention today, guys and girls, is to let you know how far from perfect I actually am when it comes to the mental transformation that I've had to endure to become the person that I am becoming because I'm not a finished product, right? I'm, I'm nowhere near a finished product. And I think that's a mistake that most of us make when we go on social media. We look at the people and we're like, oh, you know, this person's jacked or this person's got a fuckload of money this person drives a lambo this person does this or that thing or whatever it is and that like essentially throws people off and makes them assume that you know because it looks a certain way this is how it must be and i'm one of the people that will stand up i mean i'm not the only person i know that for a fact i'm one of the people that will stand up and just say like no that's not the way it is of course some people are aware some people know that this is not the way or at least not the reality, <clears throat> and they speak out on it. So I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the mic today. Basically, take the opportunity, take the chance to tell you guys and girls, sort of about my roots and how I got to where I am mentally. And you guys and girls may be able to relate if you had somewhat of a difficult upbringing. So again, feel free to connect wherever you do, connect the dots wherever it fits. But my main intention today, guys and girls, is to just open up, be a little bit more vulnerable, and let you see a little bit you know, not even just who this IFBB pro is, but who Matt actually is, who like this kid actually is, you know, because sometimes I actually look at myself like a kid. I make stupid mistakes like a kid still. Um, and, you know, I, I, we can get into that later on. Right. But there is a lot on my heart. There is a lot on my chest. Um, and I want to just get it out in this podcast. All right. So I used to fight tears, man. Like I used to fight tears talking to this guy who I'm going to be talking about. Of course, the title of today's episode is the this guy saved my life so i used to fight tears talking to this guy all right like if you've been following me for a while on social media you know that i wasn't the best kid in high school right i was and you might be able to relate to that you might have been 
you know, the kid who skipped class or the kid who smoked weed or the kid who started fights or the kid who was always getting suspended. Like you might have been that kid too, right? I wasn't the best kid in high school. When I showed up, I was I was pretty fucking, I was a good kid. You know what I mean? When I went to class and I always took classes that challenged me, um, I, I, you know, intellectually speaking, like when it comes to academics, I always, always had like, I, I had a, procl- a proclivity to want to actually learn more than I was capable of than I thought that I was capable of learning. So that was always one thing. But then for the most part, I won't lie to you. I wasn't really like the best kid in high school. Like that's, that's just true. I'd often argue with teachers. I'd often get in fights. I'd skip class the whole fucking nine, right? Most of my teachers didn't like me. And to be honest, if I could have failed lunch, I would have failed lunch. Like that's, that's just a fact. And although I was a great athlete at school because I was a freestyle wrestler, I was playing football, whatever, whatever, you know, I was that guy, you know, I was, kind of cool. I would play football, do my wrestling, perform well in, in sports, and, you know, people would sort of respect me with that, right? So, I'm going to mark down that time so I know to edit that out. Um, but yeah, guys and girls, I, that was pretty much it, right? Like, I was a great athlete, and when it got down to it, that's the only thing I really cared about in school, and pretty much in my life, generally speaking. Like, I only really cared about what was going on on the field for football. I only really cared what was going on in the squared circle for wrestling. I only ever really spent time or at least tried to spend the most time with people that resonated with the way that I spended my time and I enjoyed spending my time, which was either in the gym, on the football field, or literally in the squared circle on the wrestling mats. And outside of that, I was doing this shit that was getting me in trouble. So I always prefer to just be doing something active because it was always better than just fucking getting in trouble. Right. So and like, although I was a great athlete, although I was an intelligent student when I showed up to class, I was a temperamental grenade, like just straight up. I was a taking time bomb. Right. And that all changed one day when I decided to overstay um, it was phys ed class. I was I was in gym class, whatever. And I was in the weight room. Right. And one of the teachers let me do my own split, train my own style, essentially, um, in gym or phys ed, because he knew that I had a goal body in mind and that, you know, the split that I was following was it was intentional. Like, he, he, you know, they were pretty laxed. You know, any of the teachers or the I'd say my my supervisors on on that school property that were related to anything or, or I would say related to gym or related to football, related to wrestling, any of those three were pretty lenient or laid back with me. They didn't really see the bad in me. Um, And I never really actually lashed out to them because there was never, ever a a reason. There was never, ever a reason to like to to lash out to them. And they never gave me one. Plus, again, as I said, the gym, the football field, you know, the wrestling mat, those places were like sacred to me. I would go there to escape. So I would always be in a great mood or in a better mood getting to that, that, that place. Right. So, um, One day, I was training chest, and I didn't actually get enough time. I didn't have enough time to complete my workout. I think we were doing like, if you guys and girls remember the beep test in high school. So we were doing something like that. We had some like, it was curriculum based, so I couldn't spend the entire time in the weight room just lifting weights. We had to spend maybe 15 or 20 minutes, I don't remember, doing the curriculum based tests, and then we would get the free time to do whatever we wanted. Everyone else would go play dodgeball. And I would just leave and go lock myself in the gym, right? So I didn't have enough time to actually complete my chest workout at the time. 
So I decided to spend the rest of my lunch completing that workout. And I remember this like yesterday. At that time, there was another class in the weight room because my lunchtime was somebody else's gym class. You know, there was two lunch periods and they would rotate, whatever. It's not too complicated. Let's not get into it. So I was training during my lunch and it was another class's uh, time to use the weight room. Right. In fact, it was this guy, this this teacher, this 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 G, this gangster, and his name was Mr. G. Right. It was his class. Right. But he didn't mind that I was training in his class, even though I was on lunch. As a matter of fact, he used to use me as an example and hype me up in front of his students. And that would make me feel good. I won't even lie. Uh, thanks for the, for that. You know what I mean? Um, but I remember that day. And once his class essentially headed to the gymnasium for their free time so they could go you know, play, what was it, dodgeball or whatever games that they would play, they left the weight room, okay? And whenever they would leave the weight room at that point in time, typically when it was my lunch break, which was like about the fourth period, most of the teachers that had a lunch break around that time would actually go into that gym and like, you know, they would start training, right? They would take advantage of the time uh, that they've got with their lunch break, they'd have a quick lunch and then go inside the gym and start like training, just get some exercise in before they get back to work. Um, and one of those teachers was actually Mr. G, right? And by the time the teachers already, you know, started to get into the to the gym and all that stuff, lunch was pretty much almost over, maybe those 15 minutes, 20 minutes left. And I was long done my workout, like I was completed my, my chest workout, but I didn't leave the gym. Because I knew that the teachers were going to be coming in afterwards. And I like to socialize with the teachers that, you know, would exercise and none of them actually taught me any classes, which is just like probably why I never argued with them. Um, and again, they were in one of the safe spaces, the gym, the wrestling mat or the football field. So I was like, just I would honestly hang out, spot the teachers if they needed assistance lifting, um, chat to them. You know, we'd have back and forth banter. It's just it's literally like the gym nowadays, if you go to the gym now with your boys and you shoot the shit and you laugh around or you talk about controversial, interesting topics, like, you know, a regular gym visit. And that's how I felt around these these teachers that were at least 10 years my senior. Right. And they made me feel like I belonged. OK, especially Mr. G. So I was staying there. I was sticking around. I was done my workout at 15, 20 minutes left of lunch. So there's no reason for me to be there. I should have left to go eat. Right. But I, I didn't care. I didn't care to leave because I felt so good just being in that position. I felt so like I belonged. Fuck. You know, I really belonged when I was just hanging out there and I didn't want to leave. That's the truth. And I felt my best listening to music, loud fucking music and getting a wicked pump. This is true. It's just true. So I stuck around with the teachers and spotted some of them while chatting about CrossFit. We used to laugh at it, honestly. And, um, Frank Madrano. I don't know if you guys and girls know about Frank Madrano. Frank Frank Madrano was um, I'm not sure if you're aware of what calisthenics is. We're not going to get too deep into that in, in this uh, podcast episode, but so calisthenics. Think of pull ups. Think of you know people like gymnastics or people like mess around with the bar. That's essentially what it is, right? Bodyweight workouts and stuff. So there's this guy. He's like the lord of calisthenics at the time. It was about 2013 or 14. I don't remember, but he was on a on a brief stint and very popular on YouTube for for a short period of time. And during that short period of time, we would always talk about him too. I remember specifically, uh, Mr. G and I we would chat about this guy. So it was it was always funny, right? We always we, we even tried to learn how to do muscle ups together, and we learned that actually. We both were able to do muscle ups too. That 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 was something I remember that um, 
we were able to do from one of those many experiences just sitting in the gym for hours on hours just hanging out with uh that guy right so essentially what happened was after the teachers were done working out because lunch was over as i said 15 to 20 minutes time flies it was out that was the end of lunch and they all left mr g right mr graz noticed that was a bit down and he asked like yo matt like why don't you want to go to class lunch is over man get out go to class stop skipping right so i'm like sitting there right i'm like just sitting there and i didn't want to leave i was mind you i was done my workout for at least 30 minutes at this point right i was about what 6 15 years old i think 15 16 years old i was done my workout for about 30 minutes i stayed silent for a bit sat down on the cable i, I remember this like fucking yesterday sat down on the cable roll machine and then sighed and said to be honest with you g i'm having a bad day bro and that took a lot for me to say because even though i was close with mr g i didn't fucking like talking about my feelings and i still kind of don't to be honest with you because i feel like some just something inside me that feels like i don't deserve to feel good because of the things i've done in my past and the things that i currently do um that are a response or like that are related to me having like bad habits. And you might be able to relate. Like, as I said, I am the furthest thing from fucking perfect. And probably so are you. Um, but anyway, stayed silent for a bit. Side told him, yo, I'm having a bad day, bro. Straight up. And around that time, I was struggling with my parents' divorce. And I needed someone to talk to. And that's just the truth, right? I was about 15 years old, I think. My parents divorced when I was like 14, like the year before. I think in the ninth grade when I got into high school. And that's when all those... You know, I started to like smoke weed a lot more and drink and just be an absolute shithead. So if you can relate relate with that, then you can relate with that. Because again, if you've been through a divorce, if you, you've seen your parents go through a divorce, then you know what I'm talking about. And especially if you're super young and impressionable, you know how that can like negatively impact you. And that was something that negatively impacted me, right? And as soon as I told him that, as soon as I told Mr. G that like, yo, I'm having a rough day. I'm struggling with my parents' divorce. He looked at me and he said, yeah, I noticed, you know, you weren't as energetic as you usually are, right? And this was something that I was struggling with for a long time. I won't even lie to you, but I was trying my best to mask it up and I just couldn't handle it that day. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know if there was something that happened the night before. I can't remember too specifically, but I just couldn't handle it that day. And before I could say anything, before I could say anything, he also confessed to me that he was going through it too. He also let me know that he was going through a rough time, right? And that, first of all, made me feel seen because I'm like, okay, so it's it's not only me. I'm not the only one with this quote-unquote shit life is what I thought, right? And he told me, he confessed to me, he was going through it too. He said at the time, his wife was undergoing breast cancer treatment and he also lost his mother. His mother died. And I think his father passed away recently too, like maybe two or three years before that. And the thing was this, this is the really, really, not an odd thing, but weird thing. We all knew that his wife had, you know, the breast cancer because we, you know, every, he was also our football coach. So he, he would always talk about it as well. And we've met her, we, we saw her and all that stuff. So I, I would see that, like, I remember hearing about it the first time and not believing it because he didn't tell me. And then when he told me, I still had trouble believing it because he really, like, in, in my opinion at the time, maybe I was just an impressionable kid. He really appeared to be, you know, with his chest up and his chin high. Like, you couldn't tell that he was really going through so much loss and so much pain. And 
when he confessed that to me at that time, I was like, holy fuck, like he's actually going through shit too. And that made me feel like, okay, I, this guy, is, he's on my level. He can see what I see. He can feel what I feel in a sense, right? And it was rough for him because not only did his wife had like have breast cancer, not only did his mom recently die, but he also wanted to start a, at the time he had no kids. At the, he wanted to start a family with his wife, but he couldn't because his wife was undergoing treatment, cancer treatment. Not sure if, if you know how that works, but, you know, through chemotherapy for women, you know, they usually freeze their eggs and they're not able to, you know, they're, they're essentially infertile for a while until they're done their treatment. And then they can, through IV, you know, have children and stuff again. It's a very extensive process, expensive process and time consuming, stressful, so on and so forth. So I remember sometimes he would like update me or update us in, in the gym um, office and just tell us randomly sometimes, um, you know, the the stages of of how far along he is with, you know, helping her to get back to where she was and that, you know, so that they can actually live the dream life that they dreamed, you know, to have a family, right? So not only did he lose his mom, not only did his wife have breast cancer, but he, he was also almost in a way for a moment of time stripped away from his like, goal, his dream of having a family. And that fucking, that, that rocked my world. I was like, holy shit, this guy's really going through it. He's not just like hurting for now. This guy has been in pain for years. Like I was shocked when I heard it, to be honest with you. And I didn't know that my football coach and that my OG gym partner was going through so much, Mr. G, Mr. Gross. And I didn't know what to say, right? Because I, I felt my pain from, you know, having to deal with my parents' divorce and stuff like that. And I was still feeling it. And then, of course, the negatively compounding like effects or results of my my actions those things were that's pretty much what i felt that those were the main negative feelings that i felt and i i just when i heard that i, I was able to just connect with him right and so he sat down i remember this i was still sitting down on the cable row machine when we were having this conversation at this time he was standing up but then when he broke down and told me about everything else that was going on he pulled out a ply box i don't know if you know what those are you know those things that you see people jump up and down on uh, in the gym you know anyway so he pulled out a ply box sat in front of me and we started essentially venting about some of the things that were going on and this was like one of the first times ever that like i had a gym bro that i was able to go to the gym with and we were able to just chop it up and talk about real life problems in a constructive manner where it's like you know, not only that you're venting, but you're also finding out solutions to figure out how you can better manage the situation. It was like one of the first times ever, not even with people in the gym, but like with just another person, let alone man, right? And I was 15. So this really, really was like impactful for me at the time. Really fucking saved my life, right? He gave me essentially meaningful advice that I'll never forget to this day. And I'm not going to break down all the things that he said, because most of these things are actually fucking way too personal. And if I talk about them, then, you know, I, I, I spill the beans on what really goes on in my life. And I'm not willing to do that. Not for the sake of social media. I'll tell you some things, but I won't tell you everything. I'm not going to air out my dirty laundry. Not entirely. All right. So he gave me some really fucking meaningful advice that I still to this day keep very close to my heart. And I also made sure when he was talking to me that I was listening to like how he was handling his situation so I could learn like. Because, again, guys and girls, I didn't know he was really going through it, right? He was our football coach, but he never really, you know what I mean? Like, we knew about his wife 
you know, and the cancer and stuff. But then when he told me about everything else, I'm like, I had no fucking clue. That's just crazy. And he was always so cheerful, you know, chin up, chest high, jack motherfucker, looking good, bro. You know what I mean? He always looked good. He's the most jack gym teacher in the entire school, about six foot two. You wouldn't think anything's wrong with him. You wouldn't, you know? And I wanted to learn how to be more like that. I really wanted to learn how to be, in a sense, more resilient and not really show or wear my negative emotions on my face, right? Because I thought that was that was really important. That was really valuable. You know, him just be, being able to open up to me, letting me know that all those things are going on in his life and that he's still, in a way, able to hold his composure. I said, I want some of that. I want to learn how to actually do that. You know what I mean? And not for the sake of ignoring, you know, the, the, the pain and the hardships that, you know, that would be, that I'd be going through in my life, but to learn how to better manage them with solutions and not let them impinge upon any other things that I'm doing, you know, hold me back from my potential in anything. You know what I mean? Because it's very easy to, to let negative things just hold you back. It's very easy to let negative things make you think in a certain way that make you act in a certain way. And then that becomes like a certain pattern and you can't break free of that loop. And before you know it, you've burned down everything that you've, you've built up from your reputation to your character to relationships and so on. And I just don't want that. And I wanted to learn how to not be that person because I've been that person. And as I said, I'm the furthest from perfect. Even now, I'm still working on that shit. At 24 years old, almost 10 years later, right? Fuck, it's about 10 years later. I'll be 25 in April, okay? And I also, like, I made sure, okay? I made sure that I was listening to how he was handling his situation so I could learn. Like, I really tuned in to, like, how he was handling his situation when he was giving me that meaningful meaningful advice. And it has helped me so much. It's I personally think it did save my life. There were some pieces of advice that when I thought about it, in the midst of me doing something fucking stupid, it actually saved my life. So shout out to you, Mr. G, for that. And I, I really wanted to be like learn how to be more like that. I really wanted to learn how to be like literally more resilient, have my head high, my chest up, while also in a responsible way handling the problems that life will inevitably throw at you. It's inevitable. You're always going to go through shit in life, right? And that was the first real day. I had an open one-on-one conversation with a true gym bro. And I'll value those moments beyond my, my, my time of expiration. Like not even until the day I die long after I'm dead. If I still have a a soul, if that is, I'll remember these, these words, I'll remember those experiences because they really did help shape me. And they really did fucking save my life without some of those words and, and that positive energy and the inspiration and the example, especially at like being a, such a young teenager and being so impressionable and willing to do the, the the dumb thing i can really see like how much it actually affected me in a positive way to be honest with you and i'll always value those moments and like it, this is not like a somber story this is not like the worst part of the story because it actually gets better over time his wife ended up beating breast cancer and then they ended up having two beautiful daughters which I've, I've got to see, right? I got to see them. You know, I went over his place, you know, checked out his crib, hung out, swam, we swam at the pool and all that. You know, he's literally like, I, I couldn't, he's like the brother I never had, honestly. And it was super sweet to find out when his wife, you know, and him did have the children because 
he named one of his daughters after his mother who passed away. And out of respect, I'm not going to speak of of her name and not even his full name because I don't want people like going into his shit, prying into it. But if you go on my social media, you'll see it. He's pretty connected. He's vocal. He's not a super private guy. His, his daughters actually have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Grow Fit Kids, if you want to check that out. Um, and it was it was just super sweet to see everything come full circle. You know what I mean? This guy that was suffering at least in my opinion, suffering for so long, you know, with bad thing after bad thing happening, still keeping his chin up, his chest high. And in, in a way, like succeeding in his life, I'm not even in a way, definitely succeeding in his life. That really, really was so inspiring me, to, inspiring for me to witness and to just experience on the sidelines. And I think that not only the words of his advice helped me and saved my life, but his actions, his like him sitting down and giving me that time of day, which he didn't have to do. He didn't owe me shit. He's just another student. Matter of fact, I wasn't even a good student at that. He really didn't owe me his time. But he gave it to me anyway. And that's just so like that's like that those interactions, like I want to replicate that as many times as possible with anybody listening to this, watching this, or anything like that. Anybody that engages with my content, because I understand the value and the power of that. Like that literally saved my life and continues to save my life occasion after occasion. Like that's my like, that's one of the reasons why I'm here on Earth, for sure. Definitely one of them is to tell you guys and girls how to get tracked. You know what I mean? But the other one is actually to, in my opinion, help you guys understand that the deep shit that you go through right now that you've gone through in your life that is causing you to continuously make fucking mistakes isn't permanent and you're not alone you're not the only one that actually goes through that other people have a quote-unquote shit life too that they overcome and it's not like we don't know this it's not like we're naive to this like we know this already but to actually be able to connect with somebody and have that person literally bring out the best in you by example and just by giving you the attention that you need in order to focus on the bad things that are going on I think is super fucking valuable. And I'll continue to do that alongside giving you guys and girls value when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to training advice, tips, hacks, whatever the fuck it is. Because I understand the value of that 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 mental edge. It literally changed my life. And it continues to. And as I said, some of those pieces of advice are, are I'm choking up here, are they stick with me today, to this day, like... And if I can have that impact on one of you guys and girls, I know I'm doing the right thing. Not even for the sake of me feeling like I'm doing the right thing, but just knowing that when I'm dead, it's cool. Like I did the right thing. Because I know, or at least I feel, and you might feel this way too, that throughout my life, throughout your life, you've done so many things so fucking wrong. Like you've done so many things just wrong. You've burned bridges when you didn't mean it. You've stabbed people in the back and you didn't want to. You've you've sullied your character and your in your reputation all out of, you know, what? Like you're retaliating in 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 a way that you would normally retaliate if you were like in pain, like the, the younger version of yourself. Like you haven't healed completely. And not to say that there is such thing as that healing completely, but you haven't even developed or we'll say evolved past that point. And that's what's causing you to make these mistakes that you know you don't want to fucking make but that you just can't stop making. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? But again, 
I don't want. I wanted to finish this off on a good note. I wanted to let you guys and girls know that no, his his wife didn't succumb to cancer. She beat cancer. She was able to have the children, and she named one of the children after uh, Mr. G's late mother, which I just thought was so fucking sick. It was like the end of a great movie, right? And honestly, we both watch each other's life come full circle, right? And well, I'll say for me at least semi-circle because. I still haven't really achieved half of the shit that I wanted to. Maybe some of the big things, you know, when it comes to, like, my hobbies, like competing. Uh, but, you know, the other really, really big things, I still got the other half of the circle to complete, right? And I'm so glad everything worked out in the end for them and that everything continues to work out for me. And this, basically, when I talked about this, this, uh, this story, I posted a picture. And that picture was with me and him. Back in 2017, when I went to go visit, um, I went to go visit him in the weight room, the same weight room that we train at, the same weight room that we had this conversation at, the same weight room that we learned how to do muscle ups and laugh at Frank Medrano and all that stuff, CrossFit, the same weight room. We went back there and we, we posed a little bit. And at the time, I think I was doing my first bodybuilding competition. And I went there to go tell him, hey, man, I'm finally fucking doing this thing. Because he knew since I was a kid that I loved bodybuilding and that one day I might do it and that. I said that when I go, I'm going to, like, when I compete, I want you to come or I'm going to tell you. And I think it was the f- a month after my first show or something like that. Before or after my first, my first show. Something, I think it was a month after my very first show that I did win. And I connected with him. He's like, hey, man, sky's the limit. And then we had, it was just nostalgia, pure nostalgia when I went there that year to just chat with him. I would just go there, sit down, shoot the shit, watch him teach his class, sometimes talk in his class. And I, I just couldn't tell you like that. I, that guy saved my life. His words, his actions, that dude helped me a lot more than I think he even knows. He knows he helped me, but I, I don't think like I will never stop telling this story. I don't think you'll understand that because it's so important to me. And hopefully to you guys and girls listening to this story, because I know you guys and girls can relate to having that perspective of yourself where you think you're not worthy of shit because of the times you've made X amount of mistakes You don't deserve to have a break in life because whatever reason, maybe it's it's subconscious, maybe it's only strictly psychological, whatever the reason is, there are some people out there that think the way that I do, you know, or that at least have had the proclivity to think negatively sometimes. And I think that it's super important for me, somebody on social media who people might think you know, just is jacked, goes to the gym, eats whenever he wants, trains whenever he wants, makes money online as a business, as an entrepreneur, can also go through fucking shit too. Not even can go through shit, is going through shit, will get over shit, and will go through shit again. Like we are human beings. And going through shit is inevitable. It's just the rule. It's the way of life, right? It's, it's just, and you will go through shit. Your friends will go through shit. Your parents have gone through shit. Right. Everybody don't give a fuck if you're the policeman, if you're a judge, if you like everyone's going to go through something and everyone has that negative belief within themselves about themselves based off of their past and their habits that allow them to almost keep themselves repressed. So think about that. Take that in. Right. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget the conversation I had with Mr. G. That dude saved my life. And I'll never, ever, ever, ever stop talking about this because how much it changed my life, and hopefully because it might change that one person the way that Mr. G changed me.
And if you're listening to this, Mr. G, Mr. Graz, I just want to say thank you. You helped me pave the way. And I couldn't have come this far without you and the many others in my life. I'm extremely fucking grateful. Thank you. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Also, I want to let you know, if you want to lose 20 to 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the private Meathead Locker Room community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'd be a good fit. All right. Don't forget to screenshot and share this podcast out to your IG story. Again, we are at episode number 96 and on episode number 100, we'll be giving away $100 US to the person that shares and DMs me the most based on the value that they get from the Meathead of the Mic podcast. Let's embrace your inner meathead together, all right? It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Maputale, signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised. But I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the Meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner Meathead. All right? It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.